Hey, we're back. Did you know, did you know, did you know that Hillary Clinton is back in trouble again with the courts? Yeah, something about the courts and the Clintons that always seems to come together just when there's another election to be held or something that's going on. All of a sudden you have the Clintons being dragged before a judge or one of their lawyers or someone near them. And then usually you have a very strange suicide or death. Uh, hey, they don't call it killery for nothing. That's the real reason a lot of people wonder exactly what on earth got into Hillary Clinton's lawyers when they decided to allow the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton to withhold 1,500 pieces of evidence from John Durham, a special prosecutor. It is as if that the Clintons, who basically survived so many scandals and paid so many fines and were found guilty in many instances of many activities that were contrary to law. And there was a time when, when they couldn't even practice law and they were both lawyers, both the Clintons. So for a lawyer to be barred from practicing law, he ought to have done something pretty screwed up and grossly against the legal authority that you had. Put it frankly, both Clintons are convicts. They have been convicted. Now, Bill Clinton was not convicted of his impeachment. That is true. He was impeached. That is true. But in the trial of the impeachment, the charges against him eventually were voted down. However, there were penalties imposed by Congress. Censure was one. A $250,000 fine was another. The inability to practice law for a number of years were a lot of penalties. But now they're at it again. And Hillary and the Democratic National Committee are withholding some 1,500 documents from the John Durham probe. And these are actual physical documents that they know that they have. And for all we know, John Durham already has copies of these documents, but he needs them to be officially is it so? We don't know. But this is something that is definitely interesting. So let's go now to an article in the Republic Brief. The Republic Brief, of course, labels the article as containing commentary, which may reflect the author's opinion. The author of the article is Jeff Mayer. Let's listen to this automatic reader reading this article. It's an opinion piece. Special counsel John Durham is attempting to obtain the right to evidence pertaining to the prosecution of former Clinton campaign attorney Michael Sussman. In addition to the Clinton campaign, the Democratic National Committee, DNC, Fusion GPS, and Perkins Cooley have withheld the documents. 1,455 documents have been withheld, but only 18 of them were handled by a lawyer. They are, however, claiming that their lawyer acquaintances shield their correspondence from being disclosed to Durham. A new revelation from Durham has severely hurt Sussman's defense since the special counsel said that Sussman did more than cover up the Clinton campaign's role in spreading the debunked Russian collusion rumor. This alleged lie was also put in writing. Sussman is accused of lying both in a text message and later in a meeting about not representing any client despite billing the campaign for time worked. 
The single charge against Sussman under 18 U.S.C. 1001 relates to his alleged lying to the FBI when he met with the then-FBI general counsel James Baker. According to the indictment, Sussman is accused of mocking, a materially false, fictitious, and fraudulent statement or representation when talking to Baker. According to Durham, the defendant provided the FBI general counsel with purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization and the Russia based bank. Alpha Bank was that institution, and Sussman paralleled his colleagues' work at Perkins Cooley. Elias, in pushing the Steele dossier in a separate debunked collusion claim. Clinton's campaign and the DNC were fined by the Federal Election Commission for hiding the dossier funding as legal costs for Elias at Perkins Cooley. There was no truth to the Alpha Bank conspiracy alleged by the Clinton campaign, yet the FBI didn't realize it was being promoted by somebody who was being paid by the campaign to spread the lie. In Durham's view, the department could have avoided the investigation costs and effort associated with Alpha if they had known. Jonathan Turley, a professor at George Washington University Law School, notes about the case, Durham told the court that these sources, and tech executive Rodney Yaffa, have refused to turn over documents as protected by attorney-client or work-product privilege. Durham can use the crime-slash-fraud exception to compel disclosure, but he is first asking the court to review the documents in camera. Attorney-client privilege is generally raised by clients but can be raised in some circumstances by third parties under some circumstances. However, the exchange must be for the purpose of obtaining legal advice from the lawyer. Likewise, the work product doctrine protects documents that were prepared in anticipation of litigation or for trial by third parties on behalf of the client. What is interesting about this fight is that the Clinton campaign is accused of using Perkins Cooley and both Sussman and Elias to conceal its secret campaign and push the Russian collusion story. The FEC recently fined the Democratic National Committee and Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign for violating election rules and hiding that funding as legal costs. Now the campaign and Perkins Cooley are using attorney-client privilege to withhold evidence in a case where the former partner is accused of using his status of counsel to conceal information from the government. Recent media attention has focused on a judge's decision to order the disclosure of alleged attorney-client materials to Congress in relation to the January 6 riot. It is remarkable how little attention has been paid to the Clinton campaign slash Steele dossier case despite striking similarities in both of the cases. Turley continued, Judge David O. Carter in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California used the crime-slash-fraud exception to order the release of material claimed as privileged by John Eastman, who advised former President Donald Trump on opposing the certification of the election. Judge Carter was praised for his simple clarity in declaring that it is more likely than not that President Trump corruptly attempted to obstruct the joint session of Congress on January 6, 2021. At the time, I wrote that people need to consider the implications of Carter's opinion. There is no clear limiting principle of when a legal opinion becomes a criminal conspiracy beyond the court's predisposition of the meaning of these facts. Durham is being refused access to what was discussed in the effort to push the false Russian collusion claims in this case. This is due to privilege issues raised by outside parties. On this Durham contends, many, if not most, of the actions taken by the employees of Fusion GPS thereafter do not appear to have been a necessary part of, or even related to, Perkins Cooley's legal advice to HFA and the DNC. Instead, contemporaneous communications and other evidence make clear that the primary purpose of the Fusion GPS work relating to the UK Person 1 dossier, the Alpha Bank, 
allegations, and other issues was to assemble and publicize allegations that would aid the campaign's public relations goals. Turley concludes, notably, Durham also argues that any privileges, if they existed at all, were waived by the public statements of these parties. The filing cites the publication of a book and other public statements, including disclosures where the authors appear to expressly suggest that Perkins Coie purposefully structured the Fusion GPS relationship with Perkins Coie to maintain confidentiality over their work. Those documents could shed new light on the efforts and individuals involved in this effort by the Clinton campaign to secretly fund and spread the Russian collusion story. With one hand, Democrats will wage lawfare on Trump and his supporters over the January 6th incident because they have nothing else to run on in the election and they are attempting to have Trump barred from holding office by using 14th Amendment arguments. And with the other hand, Dems try to cover up a massive injustice against Trump and the people of the U.S. in what was the Russia collusion hoax. May they all be damned. You can read Durham's latest motion here. And of course, uh, there's a link that I will put in the show notes as to the motion of Mr. Durham. But let's listen to what Hillary Clinton had to say about this entire issue. Uh, she made a statement, well, I can't even speak. And this, this had to do with uh, you know some of the activities, uh, denying knowing that certain Democrat operatives uh, linked to uh, inciting violence at Trump rallies uh, were actually people hired and paid by her. And, uh, well, this is what she had to say denying it, even though it's actually been brought up in among the charges that being filed against her in the Durham investigation. Her and her party and their campaign. I just want to say, I just want to, I just want to say thank you for elevating black voices before it was cool. Seriously. I just want to ask them, Shirley Teeter, she was recently ordered to pay Project Veritas's legal expenses related from the lawsuit. Yeah, she was linked to Democracy Partners, your good friend Bob Kramer. Hillary like is aware of all the work that you guys do. I hope. And then they tell Hillary like what's going on. Well, I mean Hillary knows Yeah. You're in the Democracy Partners. I just want to ask, will you pay her legal bills? She's an old woman. She's in order to pay her legal bills. You don't know Bob Kramer, really. The future president of the United States who put ducks on the ground. It was unbelievable what we had. Clinton, we had everything. This is Clinton, Shirley Teeter. You're going to leave an old lady up to drive? Show us a smile. Thanks, everybody. So that was basically Project Veritas's attempt to uh, try and get some information from Mrs. Clinton. Of course, these groups do follow her around. Uh, there are groups, similar groups that follow Mr. Trump around. There are similar groups that follow Mr. Biden around. There are similar groups that follow other political leaders in the United States around. But of course, the Clintons seem to have more of those people following them than anybody else. Hmm. Uh, and they do seem to have better security <laughs> and seem to be better equipped for it. But I guess that's what happens when. Uh, you are in the limelight, sometimes you get a little too much sunshine or too much light to see. Well, that's it for me for now. I'll be back with more in a bit. This is Mike of New York. Why don't you listen to this and tell me what you think about our podcast. Hey, by the way, do you know that you can sponsor a podcast 
just by clicking on some of the links. Take a look. See what's there. See how you can also sponsor an episode. And, of course, we will be talking more about the elections in the Philippines, where I was better known as a journalist than I am here in the United States. And we'll probably be talking on some places close to my heart, like the province of Palawan, where I grew up and where I first started doing reporting years and years and years. Well, okay, maybe not that many years ago, but at least it was a bit of a time ago. I'm Mike of New York, and that's all for me for now. Back with more in a bit. Cuthbert Tweezel works hard and long at his job. Okay. As a duck call tester. Okay. Yes, for hours on end. Duck call after duck call undergoes Cuthbert's careful scrutiny. Okay. Being a duck call tester is occasionally interesting. <gasps> oh, defective. But most of the time it's as pathetically dull as it sounds. Okay. So, one day this week, in a rare display of spontaneity, Cuthbert Tweezel escaped. To Las Vegas! Las Vegas! You can be there tomorrow! Your flights are in nanosecond, practically! Las Vegas! It's amazing, it's exciting, it's glamorous as heck, and way more fun than working. Hey, why not? Call your travel agent and get your... To Las Vegas. Okay. A mental health tip from the Las Vegas Convention and Visitor Department. Remember, Vegas isn't always what it seems to be. He sits in judgment. He stands for the law. Kind of looks like a hero and sounds like your Paul. What the? He smiles and he laughs. His voice tinged with gravel. But the bad guys gasp when he bangs his big gavel. What the? Judge Walker. Judge Walker. When neighbors brawl, when lovers rebuke, when suppliers and buyers and liars dispute. Wapner won't let those law books get dusty. Got a buddy named Doug and a sidekick named Rusty. Rusty with Wapner. Judge Wapner. Doesn't do it from towers. Doesn't do it from steeples. He does it in court. A court called People's. Wapner. People's Court. Judge Wapner. Call him here. Judge Wapner. Judge Wapner rules on the People's Court. Song over. Song over. watching Jeopardy, Laverne. It's our honeymoon. Oh, this week it's the first round of the Jeopardy Tournament of Champions. We have this water bag. This is primo Jeopardy action. The champ wins a hundred grand. It's a vibrating water bag. Sorry, Laverne. The Tournament of Champions. Okay. Jeopardy. Any questions? Yeah. How do you turn this thing off? You can watch Jeopardy uh, wherever you watch TV, <laughs> which isn't here on my podcast. Hope you enjoyed a little bit of fun we had there with the some throwback commercials. I like commercials. I just wish they paid me. River Phoenix is Jimmy Reardon. 
I'm desperate. He's got 24 hours to convince the one girl he loves that he's honest, faithful, and fully committed. Do you love me? You make me want to vomit. You're going to think that of me for the rest of our lives. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> a night in the life of Jimmy Reardon from 20th Century Fox. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Starts Friday, February 26th at theaters everywhere. River Phoenix is Jimmy Reardon. I'm desperate. He's got 24 hours to convince the one girl he loves that he's honest, faithful, and fully committed. Do you love me? You make me want to vomit. It's a step. It's gonna be a long night. <laughs> a night in the life of Jimmy Reardon. I think you two make the neatest couple. From 20th Century Fox. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Waiter. Waiter. Bill, did you have a Cedric's poor service? I'm going to call a manager. Take it easy, boss. What's mostly wrong is your grouch. I'm sorry, Phil, but my digestion is so upset. What you may need for your poor digestion is something that works after nature's own order. Try Carter's little liver pills. Good advice. When your digestion is upset and you feel headachy and irritable, take Carter's little liver pills. You see, each day, nature normally produces about two pints of a vital digestive juice to help digest your food. If nature fails, your food may remain undigested, leaving you headachy and irritable. To feel cheerful and happy again, take Carter's Little Liver Pills. They increase the flow of this vital digestive juice quickly, often in as little as 30 minutes, and you're on the road to feeling better. Don't depend on artificial aids to counteract indigestion when Carter's Little Liver Pills aid digestion after nature's own order. Take Carter's Little Liver Pills as directed. Get them at any drugstore, only 25 cents. Is the sweetheart you married the husband you expected him to be? Has the war created new problems for you in your marriage? To answer these and other personal problems brought in by your friends and neighbors, Arad presents John J. Anthony, founder of the famed Marital Relations Institute, in a brand new program of daily sessions of kindly and helpful advice. Just as Mr. Anthony, by example from this studio, is helping thousands of men and women solve their personal problems, Arad, too, is helping thousands to solve the important personal problem of underarm perspiration. Arad helps you avoid perspiration damage to clothes and safeguards friendship. Use Arad every day. It helps stop perspiration safely, and at the same time, Arad is the most effective deodorant. Forefathers went to trading posts Three long days' journey to get powder and shot. Today I drive my Pontiac to town in a few minutes to see the latest Paris gown. Is this new Pontiac equipped with three-wheeling? Naturally. Has it synchro silent second? Of course. Is the body by Fisher? Certainly. Well, apparently Pontiac has all the latest developments of automotive engineering. Absolutely. That is why Pontiac is today the chief of values. Hey, here's how to make breakfast as exciting as a circus that a three-day rodeo rolled into one. Shredded awesome Oreo breakfast, sharpening all shine and bright. Gives you lots of cowboy energy with a flavor that's just right. It's delicious and delicious. Ice cream and ready to eat. Take a bit from home and tell your mom that it's awesome. Well, that is uh, it actually for now. Uh, looking at an old set of ads here that came out, this is actually for uh, Folgers Coffee, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, they, they actually had those uh, those ads back then, too. 
Unfortunately, I don't have them on my podcast yet. Hey, I take old ads, rerun it. What do you know? Who knows? Maybe somebody will like to put some ads. Hmm. Life is strange. <laughs> I'm Mike of New York. Hope you enjoyed the episode today. We'll be back with more later on tomorrow.